You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name's Trent Fleskins, your host as always. And this week, early in January 2022, we're going to do a suburb spotlight about one of the most secret suburbs in Perth. It's on the beach down past Rockingham. We've never done a suburb spotlight out this uh, way before. It is Secret Harbour and there's one man that can help us out with this area. One of the most prolific sales agents in Perth these days. Sold over 100 properties in Western Australia last year. It's Jack Wormington from the agency. Jack, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me, Trent. Mate, what's it like selling 97 properties in a suburb? A lot of hours, <laughs> a lot of hours it takes, but uh, it's good to be able to focus on one suburb and I guess get to know it inside out. Very efficient, obviously, being so close to each other, all the properties. And I think that sort of knowledge of the area goes a long way with your clients. Can you give us a bit of an understanding as to where it is in terms of the suburbs that are around it and a bit of history as well as to when it started, how it started and uh, how it sprung up from there? Yeah, sure. So. Basically, Secret Harbour is pretty much smack bang in the middle of uh, Mandarin Rockingham uh, along the coast there. It's about 40 minutes from the city. It was founded in early 90s by Sally Property Group uh, in conjunction with Malcolm McCusker. So it was pretty revolutionary at the time to have this sort of master plan of a suburb that was wholly integrated with a, a central town centre. It's got an 18-hole world-class golf course that was uh, designed by Graham Marsh. Mm. So the suburb is very intertwined with the golf course, obviously on the beach there being a surf beach. The name comes from the fact that there was a failed marina development prior to that. It was just not feasible given the conditions. And I think Secret Harbour being very famous with surfers, when you go to the beach and you see that surf action there, you quickly understand why there's not a marina there. It sadly had this concept that they would do this master plan of a real family focused suburb. We have two schools, two primary schools, a high school, relatively newly redeveloped shopping centre, and it's still pretty close to everything. Whilst the marina didn't get up, there's still a master plan suburb there. And what I'm getting from this is that it's probably the Alchemos of the 90s. That's right. And, and really, at the time, they absolutely cleaned up with awards because it wasn't really being done like that. When you look at developments prior to it, very different in the approach. Or patchwork. Absolutely. A lot of suburbs are a whole bunch of little estates together. Yeah, let's start, see how it goes and adjust. And when you look at that master plan nearly 30 years ago and you look at the suburb now that only in the last few years has sort of been finished by Satterley, the difference between them is very minimal which I think is quite incredible given the market change and, and demographics over that time. When we think about Alchemos, we generally think of fairly small blocks, houses close to each other, but they still have that coastal lifestyle and they have that master plan of a really good family vibe that's going to happen in the future when everything gets built out one day. I guess the benefit of Secret Harbour, given it was built back in the 90s, is the blocks would be a lot bigger, yes. the houses would be a lot bigger. Yeah. And I would posit really that they're probably a better quality back in the early 90s and a lot of them are getting built these days. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Even from our building inspections that we see, the properties between sort of 90 and 2000 very rarely come back with any issues. And um, there was obviously that building boom time that we see easy fix, but a lot of uh, slapdash stuff to do with the roof works in that sort of period between 2003 and, and sort of 2010. Um, we so heard that absolutely. from other, other suburb leaders yes. before. Yeah, yeah, waterproofing done differently. Strapping's not finished all that type of stuff is pretty common so yeah the, the homes back then were, were very well built 
let's talk about who lives in Secret Harbour. Yeah. Now, I've made that parallel to Alchemist, and we've spoken recently in the podcast about the city of Joondalup and especially that northern part of Perth being the stronghold of the Brit. If there was a second stronghold, if there was a fort, yeah. it would be down between Rockingham and Mandra. Absolutely. It's especially Secret, Secret Harbour. Harbour. Yeah, well, there you go. I would say the Secret Harbour is probably the British capital. And we, my family personally saw that when we immigrated here when I was um, 12, that we we did the drive all the way along the coastline and, and our entire family settled in Secret Harbour, mainly because you come here for that lifestyle and it seems to just encapsulate that. So funny enough, Secret Harbour has around a 22% British-born population, which is obviously very high. Mm. Little England people call it, all that type of stuff. But it is. I think I think if you're coming from, from Europe with a whole different lifestyle change and you're coming here for, for the beach and, and all of that, Secret Harbour absolutely shines. Well, when you think about someone coming over, leaving a house that would have cost them £300,000 or yeah. something like that, and they go, look, what can I get for my money? And they go, I want to go to Perth because I want the beach lifestyle. They're not really that bothered about the city being Perth because they were never really bothered about London because England itself is a very county-centric area. If you Absolutely. live two hours from London, you're not really bothered about London. If you live an hour from London, you're not really bothered about London. It's the same thing. They'll move here, Secret Harbour. They're very much happy to be in their suburb. They look at it and go, I can get what for less than $500,000 or a bit more than $500,000 for most properties? Go, wow, that's a great value. Yeah, the value is, is incredible. And I think in a lot of places in the world, when you see property prices um, around that sort of figure um, for what you get. It always comes with downside, you know, might be a couple of hours from, um, you know, city centres or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's pretty phenomenal that Secret Harbour is only, you know, 40 minutes from the CBD and it offers all of that for that price. Just to confirm our location here, where are we getting off the train and where are we getting off the freeway? So at the moment, the closest train station would be Warmbridge Station, which is just probably under 10 minutes. Coming off the freeway, there's uh, up, um just before Bad Iris, a lot of people would get off, or, or Paganoni, which is just sort of parallel to Golden Bay. Yep. They're the main entry points. There is, for the last 10, 15 years, has been on the cards a train station pretty much out the front of, of the area. But just to do with different parties coming in and all of that, it, it's been Keeps swapped and pushed changed. Back. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll happen, but... but when is a different question it'll happen when there's enough people voting for it yes that's right that's right yeah exactly (laughs) i'm bringing my family from england or i'm taking them from perth out for a bit of a sea change or coming up from mandra i've got two young kids where are they going to school there's two primary schools that work on a catchment area um it's a very weird map as well it's not it's not sort of through the middle it's it's all over the place Um, but what i would say is when people ask me very often which is the better school to be honest, they're both fantastic. Very seldom will you hear something negative. The teachers at both schools have been there for years and years, a lot of them, probably from the start. Both very highly regarded. Um, there's also the high school there, which has incredible infrastructure. What's that called? Common Bay College. They're very famous for their footy program and, and things like that. So you can't really go wrong. If people want to go the private option, there's heaps to choose from as well. Down the road in Baldivers, in Rockingham, in Mandra, we have some fantastic private schools. So depending on um, your preference, schools are a huge, huge influence on people coming to the area because they're so, so well regarded. Let's talk about those housing options now. Yeah. What's the cheapest thing I can buy in Secret Harbour? 
there's an exception of, of sort of one smallish development that has two by ones and one by ones apartments in the twos. But that's really just that one development. Apart from that, generally speaking, we would see the lower end of the market start mid to high threes for something closest to the, the main road from Secret Harbour. Sort of around that end would be the average to start from mid to high threes. Are they three by ones, four by twos? They're four by twos generally, also three by twos as well. But yeah, it's it's pretty phenomenal for that price what what you get well this is this is my thought process here is that in the 90s were really where we stopped building houses with just one bathroom yes so would that line up with secret harbor and that it's pretty rare to find a three by one or a four by one yeah absolutely i recently and um, probably only six to nine months ago sold my first ever three by one in secret harbor which at the time. Well, that would be hundreds of properties. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, that that's the right. So when I saw it, I thought, is that right? But it, it was a three by one. It just met perimeters for how big the house needed to be. I since then actually just sold another three by one recently, but that would be a very exception. There's, there's probably one or two three by ones a year sell, if anything. Generally speaking, it's a very, very four by two, typical size, 180 to 220 square meter of living um, sort of family home area. On your 500 square meter blocks, somewhere around there? Yeah, absolutely. They they expand probably between sort of 400 to, and there is a couple just over a 1,000 square meter mark. But the average, I would say, was probably about 500, yeah. And I guess that's what you're getting for the median house price? Yes, yeah, yeah. Median house price around 480. Um, and, and for that, you're getting a generally good size 4 by 2 on a good size block. Given the vintage of these houses... Do we need to start renovating them? Have they? Have a lot of them already been renovated when they come to market or are they actually holding up pretty well? Yes. I've, I've sort of noticed in the last couple of years, a lot more properties getting to that age where they sort of need it. Anything obviously built in the 90s, um, a lot of people haven't renovated. So they're, they're definitely needing that new bathrooms, kitchen sort of thing. Also properties getting in that boom that we discussed just before around that. Uh, in, in the 2000s, they're also getting to the stage where not full renovations, but people are wanting to update. And certainly anyone that do, has done those renovations, especially on the, the beachside properties that were built in the 90s, are fetching fantastic prices, really premium prices for people wanting the location but don't want to do the work. So yeah, th- there's a bit of both. How expensive can it get? We've had a handful of sales just over the 1.3 mark. Obviously, that gets you probably an ocean facing home at minimum of a good size. So yeah, around that mark. We have plenty around the million mark as well. Two stories. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Two stories. So yeah, there's there's a good value at that end too. All right. So we we've spoken about these price points. Who is actually coming in and buying? Very much the family. We have a lot of families with young children sort of getting in for that family lifestyle. A lot now because of the age is empty nesters. A huge I would say of my database of clients would be people whose you know kids have recently left home. They've got these twenty-year-old homes that are big um, with pools, and they just don't need that anymore. A so, sea change. Yeah, yeah. Are they coming from Perth or are they coming from Mandra? It's a real mixture. Still a lot from the UK, a lot of Eastern states. That's nine to twelve months. What you're saying here is that a big percentage of people coming in and buying from you, they're buying their first house in Western Australia, and that's in Secret Harbour. Yes, yeah. In the last few months, we've had many uh, returning residents that want to come back here, plus people coming over for jobs and things like that. that that's still good. And like I say, many Eastern Staters coming here for FIFO jobs that have picked up Secret Harbour. And, and that conversations with them are quite incredible because coming from that Sydney and Melbourne market, when they try and compare what they're getting, it's, it's almost like winning the lotto because they just can't believe they've traded their, you know, three by one apartment or whatever and they've suddenly got these big homes near the beach with with change. 
about a month ago, we had Redmond Howe in. He's the number one agent in Malalu and, and sells a lot in the city of Joondalup. Has a similar accent to yours. Oh. <laughs> uh, and he said, look, he's got family looking to come over straight away. The second the borders open up, he's got family over in the UK who are ready to move. Yeah. And they'll be moving to the city of Joondalup, living next to him. A lot of people that move, they obviously come and live next to their friends and family. Yeah. Have you got contacts, relationships with prospective buyers from the UK who are ready making phone calls to you saying, well, look, the second those borders open up and we're able to come across, we're coming? Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, the... The amount of properties being bought by virtual inspections, walkthroughs on FaceTime or whatever is, is huge. And they're, I guess, watching the markets all around the world um, take off and they're wanting to secure the property now mm-hmm. and just set empty or, or rent for six to nine months because the rents are so good as well until they can come. And that's, that's, I guess, a theme that I'm really starting to build up here on the on the podcast is uh, what is going to happen in that first half of the year and people starting to move through. It's not a homogenous thing that just a bunch of people are going to come to Perth. They've got specific requirements for their lifestyle that they're going to want to fulfill. Yep. And it's very clear to me that that first wave will be a British Isle wave and yes. returning Australians as well. The returning Australians will come to where they where they know. Yep. The guys from the East Coast will come where they see value in lifestyle and obviously Secret Harbour is one of those opportunities that people are seeing value in and then those those brits they're going to go to the same place they've been coming for 40 years and they're going to come with volume absolutely yeah yeah totally and i had an interesting conversation with a um, investor probably the towards the start of when things started heating up last year and he said to me that he was in sydney and he said i've just sold my property at auction um he was looking around i think it was 1.8 to 2 million he'd sold for and he said i'm going to rent for the next few years and i want to purchase four properties in your area so he was that confident in what's going to happen with our market that he was willing to sell his family home rent and invest all his money in four properties in the area and that really said a lot to me about people outside our sort of bubble um, that's getting exposure as as a place to be it was a massive indication of what people are thinking let's talk about development subdivision opportunities i can't imagine there's a lot of opportunity in secret harbor but you did mention that there are some properties that sit on a thousand square meter blocks you've seen a lot of it you've seen any of it happen in your suburb around 90 percent of the suburb is zoned r20 so there like you said there's not a lot of areas for that but again as part of the master plan satterley did leave dedicated development zoning blocks throughout i guess they were probably going to do things with them themselves but but later on they have sold them off so there's a couple with still relatively big development site down on the foreshore that's just started uh, and there's a few blocks just sitting there waiting for the owners to, to list and, and feasibility to happen there. But generally speaking, it's your classic family area, R20 blocks. And there's a mixture of that other 10% of R5, 15, um, 25, things like that. Um, but yeah, generally it's it's 4 by 2s All right. We ask this question every time we do a suburb spotlight, Jack. It is, what is the median house price in your suburb? And if you had that money in your pocket cash today, where would you buy? What street? What property in Secret Harbour? So the median price is currently circa 480. I think it's just tipped over there now, close to sort of 483. 
if I had that money and I was, I guess, long-term capital growth-wise wanting something um, that's going to perform well, I would probably be looking as close to the beach as possible on a generously sized block. And for the suburb, a generally, generously sized block is probably seven, seven fifty. And a good home with good bones, those ones built, as we discussed in the 90s, are fantastic options. And I would be probably holding on to that until the right time to freshly renovate and then sell at a premium uh, when that comes. Any favorite streets that you could buy in at that price for? Yes, my favorite streets at that price point would probably be, there's a right in the sort of center, uh, upper quartile of Secret Harbor, there's an area called Golf Course Island. And it basically is an island surrounded by a golf course. That sounds fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it's literally a, a maze. You could pretty much play, uh, um, as if it's a maze just getting in there in your car. Um, but it's it's very curvy. There's a central sort of lake fountain there. They're all around 700 square meter blocks. A lot of them back onto the golf course. It's very close walking distance to the beach. It's close walking distance to the shops, uh, close to the golf club. There, anything that's not renovated in that pocket would be around that mark at the moment if it's sort of not on the golf course. And they have great size family homes. Most of them are, are sort of well over 200 square meters. So that would be probably where I'd be focusing on. You heard it first from Jack Wilmington, guys. Get into the Golf Course <laughs> Island estate area there for yeah. that price point. And that sounds super affordable. It sounds like a little mini canal. It is. Head. <laughs> it is. It's got a great feel. Uh, many people get lost in there, but when you know it, it's, it's good. <laughs> Jack Wilmington from the agency. Uh, you're a number one for a reason. Having sold over 100 properties in, year is, in a year is an exceptional outcome for any real estate agent. Most people will be scratching their head wondering how you can get to over two a week, but clearly you've got a, a great team around you and you offer a great service. So, well, thank you for coming and I appreciate you making the drive up this morning and I really hope to have you in again. Great. Thanks for having me, Trent. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!